And I want to welcome back to the North American Microphones, Tim Mashoff is on. He is the president of Crates. And, uh, Tim, I want to welcome you uh, to the program. Indeed, very interesting times we are living in these days with COVID-19. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, these are certainly some unique times. And uh, as we say in trucking, things uh, always are changing. But I don't know that anyone expected anything like this. Yeah, it's been an absolute amazing scenario that has developed, say, over the last 90 days. I mean, we all went into the Christmas holidays thinking we're going to go into the brand new year. And then all of a sudden we started to see uh, the cycle in news come up talking about the COVID-19 situation, the pandemics that were developing in China, then spreading across Europe. And now we've got it in the United States. Uh, So we are constantly monitoring what is going on with these stories. Now, talk a little bit about your background. You are the boss at uh, Crete. Talk about what the company is doing as far as in response uh, to the the COVID-19 regarding your drivers. What are they saying to you? Well, first off, our, our driver's safety and health is first and foremost. So we did start, as we saw this coming, uh, to do a lot of preparation. Uh, the first thing we did was education, uh, education of our drivers in, in maintaining that healthy lifestyle, the, the COVID-19 hygiene practices, which are just good, you know, normal common sense practices, but also the signs of uh, any having any symptoms of the illnesses and then educating them on what to do. And so we educated our safety team to be prepared to help the drivers. We reached out and made sure we had health providers across the country that would be available to help our drivers when they had, uh, if they had that need. Uh, and so trained our people there, communicated with our healthcare providers. And then we said, okay, well, what do we need to do for our drivers should one of them uh, actually become ill? And so a couple things beyond providing the health care, access to the health care they need uh, out there on the road, which in addition to the to the um, facilities our safety folks had uh, pre-talked to and arranged to make sure we had it, is we opened up for our drivers that are on a health care plan uh, free telehealth services so they could uh, consult with a physician uh, over uh, um, you know their smartphone device or, or computer or tablet or otherwise, so they they had good access to healthcare. And then after that, okay, if if they can't um, you know necessarily be out there driving if they're quarantined or, or get COVID uh, nineteen, we knew we needed to take care of them financially. So we immediately in, instituted a program where any of our drivers that are impacted by this, we're going to give them uh, up to fourteen days of sick leave. And then if they need time beyond that to uh, reach um, some of our other benefits, such as our short-term disability, we're going to work with them on a case-by-case basis so they can continue to support their families. You know, what's uh, very interesting to watch with all of this, Tim, is the uh, fact that this is bringing a lot of different people and organizations together in the trucking industry. There's a lot of great folks out there, of course, that have differing ideas, represent different sections of the trucking industry. But what I'm seeing is a universal coming together that the trucking industry first responders they are they are going to be the ones that will bring the products to the store shelves and then turn right around and head right back out to maybe pick up another critical load are you sensing the same thing we've got a renewed sense of camaraderie in the industry these days yeah, absolutely, and I'm so proud of all the drivers out there. I'm seeing it in our drivers, and I know you're seeing it here and in others on on really how they're 
humbly uh, stepping up to the challenge. Um, and in many ways, as I talk to drivers, it's like, you know, we're really not doing much differently than what we've always done for this country. Uh, we're just taking some precautions to protect our own health, but we're, we're, we're finally getting the recognition that we, we should. And it's I'm much the same for first responders and, you know, frontline health care providers that they've always been there for us. But they haven't been visible, so uh, you know it's great to see that visibility and people recognizing the importance of what um, our drivers, all drivers out there, and first responders and, and medical care workers, what they're doing each and every day uh, of the year, uh, all year round, whether there's a COVID-19 uh, situation or not. So it's great to see. Well, talk about some of the adjustments that your operations team and your office staff has to make uh, in light of what's going on with the COVID-19 situation. Many, I'm sure, working uh, from home, but there are some that are absolutely critical and they have to go into the office, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, we, we saw this uh, coming a number of weeks ago, so started preparing for, you know, what do we need to do to ensure we can continue to support our drivers no matter the situation at any facility as we have, you know, 20 plus facilities across the country. They could be impacted in various ways. And yes, we also need to know that we have to have certain people that have to be on site to support our drivers. So Certainly our maintenance teams, very important that they're on site and certain you know, people that need to interact uh, with our drivers at our terminals and, and some of our facilities where we're you know, dedicated on a customer uh, facility on site, they need to be there as well. So we started to take actions, first of all, again, in training, educating, making sure that we all know how to take care of ourselves from a health standpoint, then started providing additional uh, cleaning, uh, contracted additional cleaning services to have more cleaning and sanitation done throughout the day, getting those supplies, making sure that was safe. And then we looked, okay, what do we need to do to protect our people? And we've adjusted shifts. You know, in our shops, for example, you know, our technicians need to be there. They need to be on the floor. But can we make sure that we're not overlapping shifts so that we create some social separation uh, amongst our team members? So maybe where before we had our first shift uh, working until, you know, 3.30 and our second shift coming in at 3, mm-hmm. so we didn't have any gap there. Um, we're now separating those two shifts by a period of time and having cleaning done in between of all common areas and some common tools uh, just for their safety and also for the safety of our drivers so that in the event you know, whether it's COVID-19 or any illness, um, we're not spreading it uh, across shifts. Uh, so that's what we've been doing in our shops. Uh, we've also done some other things differently to, you know, provide a little bit more space for drivers when they're coming in to, to come to our service counter and do mm-hmm. write-ups and those types of things for their safety and the safety of our folks. Uh, and then as we've seen across the country, we've had uh, states such as Pennsylvania where we have a large facility say, look, you know, you can only have essential workers, you know, come to the office, even if you're an essential industry. So we've had to adjust and have people work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, we Thankfully, we have the systems to be able to do that. It's been seamless to our drivers, seamless to our customers. And then, of course, we have families that have a lot of children that aren't in school any longer. So it's hard for them to get health care or, excuse me, child care or otherwise. So they're working from home and still being able to support uh, our drivers as well. So multifaceted in front mm-hmm. here. We've had to change a lot, and I'm just so proud of all the teams because uh, it really has been seamless, and hopefully that's been the experience for our drivers and our customers. When you talk directly to your drivers, and I know you do this quite a bit, uh, what kind of questions are you getting from your drivers out there? How are you handling those questions, maybe as far as getting uh, the information out to the drivers, daily email messages through the Qualcomm? How is that working? If you will. Yeah, you know, we've really been 
trying to be proactive in, in providing information to, uh, you know, in essence, any questions we think a driver may have to communicate on that. So we've been using a multifaceted approach. Yes, we're sending, uh, you know, regular messages to the truck uh, through their mobile comm unit. Uh, we also do a lot over video, and so we've done a series of uh, over the over the months we've. We do a, a section called Asked and Answered, so any questions a driver has, we, we get those together. Together, uh, I go on video and answer those, and then we put those out there on Facebook and YouTube for our drivers to go out and, and watch them at their convenience time, and we've done a special one on, on COVID-19. Uh, and then certainly, um, yes, uh, information that we're getting out through our terminals, through our managers of the drivers, just trying to keep them really informed on whatever maybe maybe questions they have. Yeah, this is going to be an ongoing situation, to say the very least. I think one of the important things is going to be the communication aspect uh, between the driver and the organization, uh, letting the uh, both sides know what is going on. The communication practices really got to be enhanced all across the board in the trucking industry in order to keep the flow of goods moving out there. And despite everything that is going on, uh, with COVID-19, trucking is going to keep on going on, and that's why drivers are... So important in this whole equation. Now, back to Road Dog Trucking News with Mark Willis on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio. It is great to have Tim Ashoff on, president of Crete. And Tim, I want to welcome you, of course, back to the program. I do want to get the social media, website, phone number, contacts. In this day and age, you know, trucking still goes on. How can folks reach you guys directly? You can reach us out there on the web at creekcarrier.com, certainly out on Facebook at Creek Carrier and our YouTube channel as well, or give us a call at 800-998-2221. Okay, very good. Let's go first up to the phones. Got Bob on the phone with us now in Missouri. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the program. You are on with Mr. Tim Ashaw. Hey, Tim and Mark. Hey, it's nice to do radio. I can maintain my social distancing while I pat Tim on the back. And kudos again, you know, Crete was one of the first carriers I heard coming out with things like your 14-day sick policy. My carrier didn't do that. And, in fact, I may be driving for you, Tim, after this is all over. (laughs) But my next question is, as we kind of move farther into this, once your drivers have gotten tested, if they're too far away from home, what are your plans? What can you do with them? I'm hearing while the truck stops are remaining open, they're not at all enthusiastic about having a driver having to self-quarantine in their truck at a truck stop for two weeks. And I've gotten at least two big motel groups that have said they won't let you check in if you're showing COVID symptoms because they're concerned about their housekeeping staff. So what kinds of things have you heard, and what are your plans? Very good, Bob. Thank you for that. Uh, Jim, what are your thoughts on that, if you will? Yes. No, we're we're actually dealing with that already. Uh, We haven't had any drivers test positive, but we've had some that uh, are are self-quarantining because they uh, may have been exposed to a family member that has had it and find that out a couple days after they're out on the road. And so what we're doing is we're dealing with it on a, on a case-by-case basis because some of it depends upon how far are you away from home? Can we actually route you back to home safely? Uh, what's your physical health? Do, do you need you know, medical attention and need to be at uh, more of a medical facility? Or are you, you know, you're ill, but, but you're not 
um, but you can take care of yourself. It's not high risk. Uh, so far, what we've been able to do is we, we actually did reach out, as I kind of mentioned earlier, we've been reaching out to our suppliers on what happens in this situation. Mm-hmm. We have been fortunate. We have been able to get motel rooms uh, for drivers that have been out there and, and um, aren't looking to go home, but you know want to get over whatever they have for a few days. We have a few staying in hotel rooms that we're getting for them, uh, sort of self-quarantining in that way. Uh, and others, you know, we're, we've gotten a rental car for a couple people say, hey, um, don't necessarily want to drive my truck home, but I'm only 500 miles away. Can, mm-hmm. I, can I get a car and go home? And so we're, we're working with each, everybody on a case-by-case basis because we know everyone's circumstances are different. They're going to have a different level of impact. Why are they being quarantined? Quarantined? It may not be because of them. It may be because of a family member. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're fine. So we can, you know, if they want to get home with their family member, we can, we'll get them home on the truck, those types of things. So. Yeah, it's been a case-by-case basis, and uh, we just want to work with our drivers to get the best result for them. And take that a little bit further, if you will, Tim. You know, speaking of some of the services that are out there at some of the truck stops, uh, some have had to cut back on some of their operations due to various state guidelines. Uh, How do you assess the situation facing drivers right now regarding, say, parking or fuel or supplies moving forward? Uh, What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, you know, it's, there's different levels of challenges at different uh, places, is my understanding. And we, we have been in contact with all of our fuel suppliers, and, you know, they're doing you know, what they can. Uh, obviously, uh, there, there's no concern about fuel. Um, what they have been doing, and we've assured that they've been going out and sanitizing the more the pumps much more frequently. We've gotten assurances from all of our suppliers that are doing that. Supposed to be doing that at least once an hour uh, to help with that. Um, of course, a lot of the, the truck stops are closed to people um, eating in the truck stop but most of them are still allowing them to take take out food. And all of them that we've talked to still are having the showers open and cleaning those more often. So some of those basic amenities are still open. However, we know uh, in certain situations, uh, you know, I've heard from some of the drivers that the food availability is limited um, because just, you know, just what's going on in some of the supply chain out there, some of the other restaurants closing down, so some other people are getting the takeout from there, or what's even available in, I'll call it the convenience area, the truck stops has been a little bit more limited. So we've tried to do some things to help that uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're offering some of the, some snacks and some flies at our terminals uh, we're, we're trying to ramp that up and do more we've been thankful we've had a number of our customers uh, that have actually given our, our drivers food as they're going in and out of those facilities I, I know like General Mills and Mars Wrigley and, and even Walmart's given care packages to our folks so uh, we're seeing people step up and hopefully fill the void out there mm-hmm. that's being uh, made but uh, you know it, we know there's some challenges and so we're trying to figure out where those are and react as quickly as we can you know what I think is also another very interesting component to this is the business of trucking is still going on uh, people need to be brought in, hired, trained. Uh, are you still recruiting and onboarding new drivers in this COVID-19 age we are in? We are. Uh, we're doing some things differently. We're making sure we are taking the safety precautions for those new drivers coming in as well as our own people. So we are asking you know, the questions, the typical COVID questions uh, about their, their, mm-hmm. their health as well as um, you know, have they traveled uh, overseas or those types of things in the, in the prior 14 days? Uh, and then when they're coming in, um, we are uh, taking their temperature when they arrive, uh, asking those questions again. And then uh, we are limiting our class size um, so we can basically do some social distancing so that we have them spread out in our orientation rooms uh, and, you know, just making sure we're, we're 
taking care of their their safety, their health, as well as the people working with them in orientation. But, you know, we feel it's important to continue to bring drivers in because, mm-hmm, right. one, right now we, we are very busy. Um, you know, we haul mostly food stuff, consumer packaged goods, and we're seeing demand above the Christmas, um, Easter, uh, Thanksgiving peak right now. So to continue to meet those needs, we need good quality drivers coming on board with us. Well, at the same time, I know there's some in our industry that aren't as fortunate. You know, if you're working in the auto hauling business or in the, the re- part of the retail that's clothing or furniture, uh, electronics, some of those aren't doing as well. Food service aren't doing as well. And there's some good quality drivers out there that would still like to be out there driving. And so we, we'd like to give them that opportunity to continue to you know, drive and serve the country right now. You mentioned, of course, that uh, there are still people being brought in for training and things like that, but much of the economy, like you're alluding to, is slowing down, automotive for one, uh, electronics for the other. How is the freight for Crete and Schaefer right now? You mentioned it's uh, really doing well at this point. Your drivers getting miles? They are. We're actually seeing, uh, you know, year over year, our, our miles in March are up for our drivers uh, than, than last March, and certainly over the last uh, couple of months, they're they're up as well. Uh, we're fortunate, again, that we haul mostly food stuff and consumer packaged goods, and not only are we really busy, but because of how busy we are, um, our, our shippers and our receivers are, are make, helping us make things more productive, adding more drop-and-hook freight, opening up delivery windows to, you know, allow a driver go ahead and drop whenever you get there. Don't worry about dropping early uh, in a lot of instances and, you know, those types of things. So uh, we've been staying really busy, um, which is, you know, fortunate for our drivers, but that's what's needed right now to, to kind of keep the, the shelf stocked out there for everybody. When you look at this going forward, do you think there's going to be maybe more long-term contracts being signed between the trucking companies that are out there and maybe a lot of the shippers out there trying to secure capacity for these kind of times that we're in? You know, I think people are going to look at this and say, what what do I need to do differently? And, yeah. uh, you know, I think uh, we're fortunate that, you know, we're an asset-based carrier. We own all our trucks. We own all our trailers. Uh, we don't broker out any freight, and we don't haul any brokered freight. So in these times, we're, we're very reliable for our customers because uh, we have the trucks, we have the trailers, but most importantly, we have the good quality drivers because that's ultimately what moves the freight. So when when they're there for us, uh, we're there for them. And then at the same time, when this will too will slow down at one point. And when that happens, um, our customers, you know, most of our customers have been our customers for 20, 30, 40 years even. Mm. Yeah, they'll be, they're there for us. Uh, we still have our original customer from, uh, you know, over 50 years ago that we is a big customer of ours. So they're there for us. So it's, it's really working together, developing those long-term relationships so um, we can help each other out in, in the various times of need. Okay, very good. Tim, thank you, sir. Before I let you go, uh, one more time on the contact points, web, social media, phone number, where can they reach you guys directly? Yes, go find us at creekcarrier.com. Uh, certainly a lot of information that we convey out to our drivers, which you're, you're more than welcome to look at on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page, uh, or give us a call at 800-998-2221. Okay, very good. Tim, thank you, Sarah. Stay safe. Tim Ashoff, president of Crete Trucking, ladies and gentlemen. Crete and Schaefer doing a number of things out there in response to the COVID-19 situation. They've made some adjustments with operations and office staff. They've been getting a lot of questions from the drivers out there about what's going on. And the most important part about all of this, guys and ladies, is going to be the communication process between you and your carrier uh, to help us get through these certainly changing times that we are looking at.